This is Sam Glynn of Code in Motion, and you're listening to Cyber 321. Plain English Cyber in three articles, two numbers, and one action. It is the 4th of March 2022, and Russia's invasion of Ukraine dominates the news this week, and it's no different here. The first article uh, is from Business Insider, which flags that US banks are worried about cyber attacks linked to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The widely condemned Russian invasion has resulted in the US ordering sanctions against Russia. But Russia has indicated that it plans to retaliate with the country's foreign affairs ministry responding that its country would take steps finely tuned and painful to the American side. And cybersecurity experts have predicted that at least part of Russia's response will involve cyber attacks against American businesses and government entities. As a result, CrowdStrike's CEO, George Kurtz, has said that bank executives in the United States are concerned about the possibility of devastating Russian cyber attacks. However, he also said that, thankfully, they have the money to actually put in a mature cybersecurity technology infrastructure. The second article this week comes from SC Magazine and reinforces the fears of US banks. The Conti criminal gang, the group behind the costly cyber attack against Ireland's HSE last year, recently announced its support of the Russian government in its invasion of Ukraine. The cyber gang posted the message to its site on the dark web, along with the threat to retaliate against anyone threatening the Russian government in a cyber attack. As Chris Krebs tweeted following the announcement, the question of whether the Conti ransomware gang was aligned with the Russian government may have just answered itself. But the third article this week from Recorded Futures suggests the Conti gang's announcement has backfired. When the Conti gang announced its support of the Russian invasion, there was one problem. It drew the attention of pro-Ukrainian security researchers. And soon after Conti's announcement, several months of internal chat logs and other sensitive data tied to the gang were leaked. According to Recorded Futures, the leak includes online conversations between gang members from January of 2021 to late February of this year. The messages show the gang working with other cyber gangs and renting access to the computers and organisations that they have infected. Some messages also mention ransomware negotiations with companies that never publicly disclosed that they had been the victim of a ransomware attack. In completely unrelated news, Lockbit, a competitor of the Conti gang, released its own statement in eight different languages. It reassures us that, for us, it is just business and we are all apolitical. We are only interested in money for our harmless and useful work. Their ransomware work is harmless and useful. Ransomware, harmless, useful. Three words that I've never seen in one sentence before. The first of two numbers this week is 60,000. And that is, the Conti leak contains over 60,000 messages between gang members, providing a rare insight into the internal workings of one of the world's most successful cybercrime gangs. Researchers are still reading through the trawl of data. At least one individual has already been identified, along with many of the techniques used by the gang to break into organisations and hold them to ransom. And the second number this week is 74%. And that is new analysis, which suggests that 74% of all money made through ransomware attacks in 2021 went to Russia-linked hackers. Researchers say more than $400 million worth of cryptocurrency payments went to groups highly likely to be affiliated with Russia. Russia has always denied accusations that it is harbouring cybercriminals. 
researchers also claim a huge amount of cryptocurrency-based money laundering goes through Russian crypto companies. The report only looks at the flow of money to cyber criminal gang leaders, and many of these run affiliate operations, essentially renting out the tools needed to launch attacks to others. So it's not known where the individual hackers who work for the big gangs are from. The action this week is Backup 321. For the last few weeks, I've recommended that we all read recent advisories from national cybersecurity agencies, including Ireland's National Cybersecurity Centre. And my recommendation still stands. But if you haven't done this yet, and there's only one thing you're going to focus on, then focus on your backups. Numerous alerts have pointed to the fact that recent attacks use data wipers. They're designed to cause maximum disruption by permanently destroying your data and your systems. Even if you did pay the gangs, they can't recover your data for you. Backups don't reduce the likelihood of you being attacked, but they will reduce the impact. So for your most critical data and systems, make sure you've implemented a 3-2-1 backup strategy. And that is at least three copies of your data, stored on at least two different types of media or service, with at least one copy stored offline and or on immutable media. If you remember the days of CD-ROMs and DVD-ROMs, that's an example of immutable media. Once the data is written, it is technically impossible to delete the data. If the bad guys get through your defences, your backups may be the only way your organisation will survive the attack. Now, you may think I'm shouting the sky is falling, but just because I am doesn't mean I'm wrong. That's it for this week. So until next time, take care.